Batman. Batman. Yeah. Blow Batman. up the moon. <laughs> Blow up the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we are, are the Nerd Eternal Network. Except Cyborg, sort of. And Cyborg's been on the team now for a long damn time. Yeah, because so. when I was looking at it, I was like, this is the Justice League from the cartoon that I watched years ago, except there's Cyborg in it now. Yeah. That's, that's not a new era. That's a new guy. Silence! There's a new era in the DC House of Ideas. I thought I heard somebody talking, but I guess that's a big bug guy outside. Well, I meant, like, I not have extremely high hopes of it because I saw Snyder, and I was like, but he doesn't... Particularly yeah. want to do superheroes. But he that was, that. that's Scott, not Mac. Yeah. Scott Snyder is the guy he wrote Batman during the whole uh what was it? Not Death in the Death in the Family was original one. Death of the Family, the whole where Joker's running around with his face stapled on yeah. and crap. Yeah, he that's that guy. When I first saw it, I thought the same thing. Snyder. Oh my god, they let him do the book. Oh, thank god. Well, I was like, I thought he was completely disinterested in the comics. That's weird. I wish he'd get disinterested in the movies because, you know, that's been his thing here. We're here for the past week. Oh, it wasn't the real Doomsday. Oh, this is this. Dude, your movie sucked. Let it go. Yeah, they keep sucking, so why would DC keep hiring you? Let it the hell go. Justice League came out. It sucked. It's over. Let it just... Take the L, keep going. Here's a fishing pole. Go fish. Leave movies alone. Leave, leave. What are you saying, leave movies alone? If they ever did The Authority, he'd be perfect. Hey, they're doing The Authority movie. Find Zack Snyder, because it's... Grim and Gritty. It's yeah, Grim and Gritty. Well, you know, Zack Snyder did Watchmen. He did a very good job on Watchmen. Yeah. He can do anti-heroes just fine. He can't do heroes. They need to stop living. Because in his personal philosophy, there are no heroes. So. Right. So you end up with psychotic Superman and Batman branded people. Because that's what he would do if he had power and that level of skill. And you got Wonder Woman 1984. Huh? Huh? Original idea. Original. Oh, yes. What was it you called it? Wonder Woman Summer Soldier? Yep. Well, and what did they do? Hey, Steve Trevor's coming back. What? Yeah. You gotta be kidding me. How? Who wants to bet he's brainwashed? Entertainers. Any takers on Steve Trevor coming back brainwashed? Oh, I'll take that. <laughs> I want to know how, because didn't he die? Well, yeah, it exploded. Did he you ever in, see a body? Yeah, he was in a plane and exploded. And all saw an explosion up in there. Now, there's all supposed to be some sort of shape-shifted God in the thing, so I'm wondering if he'll wind up, if it'll wind up not really being him. 
I'd also like or to say that Hades exists in this universe. You got a god of the underworld. He's dead. Mm-hmm. The thing that the original Wonder Woman was Ares killed everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. That was the whole point. That was the whole reason they needed her as the God Slayer. I'm sure some of them are still around. Well, you go non-Greek pantheon, yeah. <laughs> she walks up, Hades! No, I'm, I'm Pluto. Wait. What? Do you have a fake mustache on? No, no, I'm, I'm the Roman god of death. Pre-crisis, I know for sure, and even for a while post-crisis, you had separate Greek and Roman pantheons. Huh. Yeah. It was all the one being they had split. Because you have a storyline where they remerged, you know, so there's just the one of them. But, but yeah. But you had that for a while. It's going to be set in 1984, which is not at all like Captain Marvel being set in the 90s. Not like that at all. Nope, nope, nope. Nope. Completely different. Danny Cook's going for that. Well, see, if it's set in 1984, you can make jokes about it being set in 1984. It's true. You can't. Big Brother's watching. She's going to be fighting. Big Brother. That, that's a Big Brother. Big Brother? No, it's just a Big Brother. Look at him. Huge. Yeah, she has a little bit of Luke Cage knockoff. <laughs> oh, my. No. Wait. I, just, oh, I, I call just, Big Brother. He'll be in the original Luke Cage outfit, but shorty short set of pants. I just love Zazaki. Which is actually a character from Milestone. Yeah. Buckwild, Mercenary Man. I'm still waiting for Zazaki. You know he's coming. The Red Lion. You know the DCU is going to have the red line pop up some damn way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got to. <sighs> as soon as you get a Deathstroke movie or a third Suicide Squad or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I can see him in Suicide Squad too. That movie ain't shot. <laughs> Who is it? It's Sasaki in the red line. Who's not all like Black Panther. That's totally the Black Panther. It is not. This is original. This is all original. Do not steal. <laughs> Marvel and DC have a long history of stealing one another. Yeah. No, no. They and were... both of them do it. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody there carries the blame. Uh-huh. Both of them do it. Let's use slightly softer terminology. They raid each other. They borrow exclusively from each other. Yeah, except it ain't exclusive. Yeah. Are we recording this for for the show, or are we just... Probably. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, they had the, uh... Oh, uh... Right before we left Marvel, Jack Kirby came up with the Eternals. Yep. Which Marvel is supposedly going to do something with now, though they really should have before they brought in Thanos, the Mad Titan, who who is an Eternal. But, you know, then he had a fall... Then Kirby... Had a falling out with Marvel, ran to DC, and about the first thing he creates for DC is the new gods. The new gods, which is also supposed to get the movie. Yeah, yeah. Hey. But, uh. We can't do Superman. So I don't really blame DC for biting on that one. That was really just Kirby going, well, I'm going to keep playing with these ideals I had. Kind of like, oh, uh, Liefeld. He got kicked off the, the uh, Heroes Reborn Captain America and went off and did the Fighting American. Yep, pretty much. Yep. You know, that really just, I've got these ideals, I'm going to keep playing with them. It's odd in Priest run, though, because his whole thing was, I don't want to write black people no more. I'm tired of just getting hired to write black people. So they hire him to write a white character, and then the first thing he does is put, you know, basically a knockoff of his black character. It's not, I don't think with Priest, I don't think it's that I don't want to write black people. 
I don't want to just write black people. His point like was, why are the black writers only writing the black characters? Why aren't, I think even one of his quotes was, why don't I get to write Spider-Man or, you know, somebody else? Not that he wants to write a book about a Klan rally. Or does he? Dun, dun, dun. Hell, I'd write a book about a Klan rally. It'd be the funniest fucking shit you've ever seen. <laughs> I'd cook for a Klan rally for free. I'm sure you would. Them dumb asses would start a cross burning upside down, and then Satan would pop up and go, "That's some dumb <laughs> and start eating people. Good lord. I like where his head's at, though. Yeah, it's Django. Well, I mean... Because the wife made the oh, moves with the, the eye holes. Well, see, right. the, the name would be Red, White, and Blue, because they're white, they're turning red, and they dumps, they're just so blue. Good lord. It'd we know their, a guy that was... It would be their last rally, that's for sure. We know a guy that was basically... Somebody was trying to hire him to basically do a Klan man book. Yep. Yeah. They did not realize... They were talking to him on the phone. Did not realize the fellow was black. Yep. In their defense, he does not have much bass in his voice. <laughs> if that's what you're ba- if that if that was what you're basing it on, I can see somebody with the phone thinking you know he was probably of Swedish descent or something. Jesus Christ! Tell me I'm wrong. I don't know that many Swedes. I don't know how much bass in their voice. I re- I really don't know the Swedish well enough. <laughs> Basically, he didn't sound like the Swedish chef. Chef is what well, no, no, no. He didn't have the accent or anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> I need you to write a book. Hardy, do Pronounce this word. Mjolder. Sweet. <laughs> uh, it took a. Uh, oh, what's his name? Got to play Gimli. Uh, 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 John Reese Davies. Yeah, yeah. It took him to teach me how to say Mjolder. You and me both. When he when Thor pops up in the Fantastic Four and he goes, when my enchanted hammer Mjolder. That's how you pronounce that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was also the jackass sitting in Thor when they called him Jotuns and Jotunheim. It's all so simple now. <laughs> yep. Because I've been calling that shit Jotunheim for years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you see German names with a W. You know, you, you, you just have to stop and think about it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they, 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 they use pronounce that letter different. Yep. Well, uh, that... So oh. it's Wag- so Kurt Wagner, Kurt Wagner, or Kurt Wagner? It's Kurt Wagner. Wagner. Okay. And at least in some of the cartoons, they say it right. Yeah. What's well, this? Yeah, like Xavier's name, they always say wrong. Because it should just be Xavier. Yep. Well, saying bad. Xavier makes sense for X-Men. I'm willing to go, he just went, this is my code name. So that's, that's just your name. But it says X in it now. Then <laughs> you can't. And it's the X-Men. <laughs> No. Because your name is Xavier? No, because they have something extra. Lies. <laughs> Xavier is literally mentally manipulating everyone gently into saying Xavier. Because he thinks it sounds cool. Now, in his defense... It does sound cool. Yeah, it does. Well, in his, in his defense, though, it would be a good... So, got any kind of thing... Oh, okay, we have this, you know, Professor Xavier... Who happens to be you know, a world-renowned expert on mutants and live in the same area these X-Men people seem to be. But if you just hear his name pronounced, you don't think about it being an X and then the people's being an X. It's genius. Do you need a secret identity when you're a telepath? A world-level manipulating telepath? I know who you are. No, you don't. Maybe I don't. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. My life would be the Jedi mind trick. Did you do this? No, I didn't do that. Yeah, you didn't do that. 
See, I told you. Do you really? Sure. Well, you know, you got the rest of the team running around in suits. He's all, all time in a wheelchair. Well, most of the time he wasn't even there. Yeah, yeah. But that's the point. You know, he, he's usually back at home. What's if that? he is on the scene, you know, he's just an innocent victim that happened to be caught in the crossfire. Him, you know him and the X-Men are another example of of the two big companies taken from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were just knockoffs of the Doom Patrol. Yeah. Right down to the boss in a wheelchair. And the statement... Um, Doom Patrol was the strangest heroes yeah. of all and X-Men when they first started. The original team, not the only all difference, were the strangest teens of all. Yeah. And you had the Brotherhood of Evil and the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. <laughs> they were not subtle in the 60s. Both of them were evil. Mm-hmm. That's the point. We're evil. Well, there was also the fact that the mutants were not human. I was like, not totally not ripping you off. You guys are humans. Because they won that court case. When you're making toys, if you make a toy of a human, it costs more than you if you make a toy of something that is not human. Why is that? Some, I, I'm not sure. It's just during the time when you were met first making X-Men toys, they had a court case saying the X-Men were not humans and won. Well, yeah, fair enough. While their comic book states that they're the same. The entire well, the, argument... The, the comic, comic book also states them as being a separate species. Right, but they are human still. That's true. That's the big the, argument. Is that's true? Neanderthals count as human. We are still humans. That was a big argument. Is we are equal, and then their argument in court was, eh, they're really not. Please let us make make more money off this, please. I mean, they really are. I crawl inside you. You got a tail for Christ's sake. And that's probably one of the examples I used. You know, Dad is a demon. True, well, they should have left him alone. You know who his original father was, right? Mystique. Mystique wasn't his mama. Mystique was his daddy. Destiny was his, originally, in Claremont's thing, yeah. Mystique was his father. Destiny was his mother. Oh, okay. I think the cartoon version I've seen of his origin. Yeah, they, yeah, they basically went, and eventually, when they gave his origin, they went, well... He looks like Mystique because his Mystique is, is his mom. But the trick was, no, Mystique and Destiny have been a couple since, like, the 20s or something crap like that. Yeah. But Mystique was the dude. Mystique's an it. Well, considering she can shapeshift whatever part of yeah, her body she it's, wants. Yeah, it's an it. Yeah. Except when her powers get turned off, she always reverts to a woman. Now. So that was her starting point. Yeah, now. Now. Now, now she reverts to a woman. The original thing from Mystique was Mystique was an it. You didn't know what the fuck Mystique was. It was just, yeah, well, that that form got boobs. Okay. Uh, that one obviously doesn't. Oops. Because <laughs> they have, even in canon, shown when Mystique and Destiny became a couple. No, Mystique was running around as a guy. Which she, it, whatever, often does. Mm-hmm. Well, if you were out of the 20s on your own, it would just be an easier way, to, easier way to go about it. As far as earning a living or doing any kind of business. But the trick is, if you're a shapeshifter, again, that's one of those, what's earning a business. Especially if you get past that whole morality and stealing thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you could, you could build up some wealth that way. 
If you wanted political power or something like that, though, a business billion wouldn't do it. I don't really know what her motivations were early on. Trick is you don't you you never really see Mystique after political power. Not really. She's one of those characters that's just kinda evil for evil's sake. Do this why? Because it is evil. Yeah, one Well no, she wanted to kill Kerry because uh or uh, Senator uh Kelly? Kelly Kelly. Because he was anti mutant. Mm. But not necessarily, you know. There was, you still kind of got the impression I'm killing you because I don't like you. Yeah, it was literally just kind of you know, I don't like you and you yeah. don't like my kind. So yeah, the world be better. Yeah, off you at least, she at least had a slight reason for going after him. Yeah, I mean, the reason of you will be a problem later is better than the reason of he no. Not to no, mention if she evil. took a contract out on you know somebody took a contract out on you and she took right. the job yeah evil's all right with me I don't really I don't really you ever really had Mystique as a assassin per se I don't even know how often you really had her working for other people yeah she don't I mean the Freedom Force stuff but that was a Suicide Squad situation yeah that, where, you yeah know. Uh, yeah she she's not really man you said Freedom Force and I got sad. You know you never make the space. Force. No, there's a old PC game, Freedom Force. That's oh. super good. But they do. I never, I never played the one where you got a bunch of Nazis. Oh, I've got it right now somewhere. Yeah. Freedom Force versus the Third Rock. Yeah, I never got to play that. <laughs> nice. You've got a company doing a turn-based one similar though. Uh, I'm blanking on the name now. It's based off a board game that or a card game. So I love Freedom Force because we made because Eric and I both made the Rotund Man. It was great. You could make your own hero, but there were certain things involving the size of the hero and certain stuff. So we just make him as big as possible to put as many points as possible in him. Nice. And he was a big bubblegum pink blob man, <laughs> and he decimated shit because he had every stat max. It was fun. If I was not recording, I know where I would have gone with that, but I'm not. God, it's killing me. <laughs> I'm thinking of the indigestible wad, but you know. Nope. I can imagine you were going somewhere uh... vile. Yeah, yeah. Moving on then, moving on then. Captain Marvel's going to be the face of the MCU and can apparently move planets. That would be yeah. neat to see. Yeah. Uh, that would be neat to see. What? She must have gotten a big power jump because yeah. even binary in the comics we ain't doing that. Yeah, I was about to say, since when is Captain Marvel? You know what it sounded like? It sounded like Ray. Yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. Go that person. worries me. I'm sorry. I'm... Now, it may also just be whoever has made that statement talking out their ass. But with Marvel's track record, can you really feel safe thinking that? Because they look at the book, because apparently they ain't learning from the books. Books going in the toilet. Yeah. They have pretty much kind of... But the movie guys have been doing pretty well, all in all, so... I, I'm not going to worry about it too much. You would think at least the people involved in the movies would kind of look at Solo and go, yeah, I don't think I'm going to bring that here. But, uh, now, is, is it the book she's starting to No, it's the movie. The movie, the movie she's, they, they fly out, she's going to be the most powerful hero in the MCU. 
they have said that she will be planet moving kind of powerful and they came out last week and said she's going to be the face of the MCU which I talked about this on the other podcast that really ought to be determined by bank in other words Iron Man was the face of the MCU because one he was the first movie and he was the most profitable one yeah and not to mention Robert Downey Jr. was the most recognizable actor yeah when it first when it started first off First started off, and people went, "Oh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he's Iron Man. He's in the Marvel movies." But and then his, now his he, movies made more money. Yeah, and that's that's why you didn't have Thor's a God until Hell Ragnarok was because uh, Favreau was in charge of Iron Man, which was the most profitable movie, so he had a hell of a lot of pull in that universe. And he was the one that came out and went, eh, Iron Man science, Cap science, Hulk science, how you gonna stick a god in that? And then they went, yeah, how you gonna stick a god in that? But you can stick an alien in it, because aliens are kind of science, and they ran with it. But that that's was why Thor movies have always been the wicked ones. Yeah, but that's because the guy that did the most profitable movie had a lot of pull. This is preemptive as fuck, because... Captain Marvel might do well, and it might do like Doctor Strange. You don't know. Did Doctor Strange do that bad? Doctor Strange didn't do bad, but it ain't it ain't in the billion dollar club. Oh no, no. It did, it did, it was it's lower tier as far as how the Marvel movies have done. Oh yeah, I mean, it's which I, is still fine. I, yeah, well, I, I, when when he said it might be Doctor Strange, I was like, I thought Doctor Strange turned a profit. Oh, oh yeah, 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 they, yeah. They, they, it they made had, good money. Yeah, yeah. But, even even their worst movie, which to me is Iron Man three, is. Billion Dollar Club. It's it it had that was not a slight as far as its profitability. It was yeah. It was mid tier. Yeah. It came it's, out. You just it, it comes off sounding like that when you because you're looking at it, comparing it to the company it keeps, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to a DC movie, it did fine. Great, even. Why it's hateful. Yeah. <laughs> well, you DC just made some good movies too. Well, you had uh, Warner Brothers. The guy with Warner Brothers film, you know, basically hyping up Aquaman, going, you know, that's that's the thing we got to focus on making good movies. My money. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. The problem is it's probably too little, too late, because if it wasn't for Movie Pass, yeah, I'd, I'd be doing my typical with Aquaman. How can I see this without paying for it? Because the universe is garbage. They are, they are synonymous with garbage now. But life's better. Down where it's better. <laughs> Under the sea. I don't like SpongeBob, dude. That's, <laughs> that's great because that's the little mermaid. <laughs> and you're the old one. And he's old I've never there. seen the little mermaid. I movie. haven't either. I watched the Twilight movies because my wife picked yeah, those yeah, as her yeah, movie. Yeah. Of, oh, whoa, 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 hold on. That didn't make it better. Hold on, hold on. We're all old enough here. You can just say you watched it. Yes. You don't have to give I've excuse. seen every Twilight movie because That's when, fine. when it got time for my wife to pick no, what no, movie no. she wanted to pick, she picked the Twilight movies. You don't I didn't have pick to. them. We're not judging you much. You don't <laughs> have to. Well, hold on. I'm not <laughs> judging excuse. you at all. Other than, I'm sorry you watched the movies that weren't that great. Which, that's not a judgment. It's just, I'm sorry that happened. I will give credit to the Twilight movies for two things. 
they did have good werewolves. You know, when the when the dudes turned into werewolves, I did like the you know the big pony sized werewolves. I did like that. The effects. The effects. And then the very last Twilight movie, the effect that one of the vampires had each each vampire had some sort of, some sort of special power. You had one chick. Her special gift was she could basically see things in time, and if she touched you, she could show you like an effect in time. Like if you made if you t- made this choice, this was the outcome, and how bad it would be, and be like. You don't want to do that. He only watched it because his wife made him. But every time it comes up, he launches these long... That was not... Talking about how great they are. That was not that long, and he said two things, and that was two things. And I liked that power. Like, okay, that was pretty cool. You can like a character from a bad show. This is true. This is true. Everything else about those movies... But it happens every time. I didn't like. Now, what I was going to say was, you don't have to make an excuse, because I... I now say, yeah, I watched Sailor Moon when I was a kid, but when I was a child, <laughs> our older brother, my I and my middle brother, would be watching it. Jason would come by and go, hey, what you guys watching? Oh, some girl stuff? And then we would argue over who said it to Sailor Moon. Yep, and I would just leave the room while they were fighting over who turned it on. Listen to the peacemakers. <laughs> I think I've seen... Two episodes of Sailor Moon. It is more than one. I turned on because I was curious what the heck it was, and the second one because those I was at my cousin's house things. and he had it on, and it was his TV, not mine. I, make me I think couldn't change wrong it. thoughts. So, I'm good on musical quotes. Today. I know. I'm not judging anybody. Oh, like you have I mean, I watch watch Tenchi Muyo. I will not judge anyone on anything. Tenchi Muyo is hilarious. And an anime classic. You say that because it was your first harem rom-com. Harem. It was also the first one. Or, well, one of the first ones to get big. One of the first ones to get big. I'll say to get big. I'll say that. It was one of the first ones to come along to America. The the harem comedies are the ones where you'll have the one guy, sometimes they're flipped, but you'll have the one guy and it's like every female in the show is after him. Okay, okay. It's it's also a uh, general rule of thumb. You are not allowed to judge your first one. The first one you watch, you will always go, oh, I really like this. And then everyone from then on, you go, oh, it's a copy of the first one. Uh, It's a copy of the one I watched. I get you. I don't really care as much. The first one you watch is always the one you care about. Okay. Is that an anime rule? Or uh, just for that section? For harem comedies, it is okay. always the first harem comedy you see, you will always judge better than all other harem comedies. It will always be the best one to you. Because it was the first one to introduce the stereotype. I really yeah. just liked it for how many superpower people that were in it. Oh. We stopped watching Voltron too soon. Did we? Yep. Well, I, yeah. could, I could have told you that. Voltron's good. Well, I, well, sorry. Post season one, yeah. I, I haven't watched yeah, Voltron watch since the, the late eighties, early nineties. So, yeah, the Netflix it has Voltron, story now. Yeah, Netflix Voltron, the first season and like second season, I went to sleep on. Third season on is Greek. I love that shit. Just took a little while to get their footing. Yeah, well, it was almost like the first season was. Let's play it like it's old school Voltron, where it's just 
monster of the week kind of thing with a little bit of story dash. Except in. you didn't get a monster every week. And you still don't. But when you get one, sweet Jesus, do you get one. They're more memorable. And the, and the story that's fleshed out around it is just neat as shit. It's got yeah, all kinds of twists and something. stuff in it. Yeah. And season six came out Friday? Either Thursday or Friday. They're breaking the seasons out kind of quick. You, know, you get you get two of them. You get two of them a year. Like they they pop them out. But yeah, it's 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 damn good. It is damn good. And you still have shout outs to the old show. You got a D and D theme with where Shiro is running around as a paladin. He's got the blazing sword, but it's the old school blazing sword mm-hmm. that also catches on fire. He's also completely pointless. And it's fun watching it from a D&D standpoint because, like, he shows up, immediately gets killed, and his identical twin brother shows up. That's <laughs> okay. And then when they fight the main bad guy, yeah, he gets killed again, and another brother shows up with the same mission of the one that just got killed. <laughs> and they get mad at him because he keeps wanting to be a paladin. I want to be the paladin. Why? You're a paladin in real life. I like being the paladin. <laughs> You could be a bard. You could be this. I don't want to be that. I want to be the paladin. <laughs> so, yeah, you keep having... Do, does the family just have, you know, like a whole stable of identical brothers or a clone machine? Well, yes. it's, it's a D&D campaign. It's been playing they, a D&D they campaign. Playing yeah, a D&D yeah, they're playing a D&D campaign. The character. Oh, and his okay. character gets killed. And when his character gets killed, yeah. his identical character, his identical brother shows up. Okay, okay, okay. okay I got you now. I can if you ever get a chance to watch The Gamers... I think it was the second Gamers movie. You have the guy playing the bard that they keep getting killed. And there's one fight where he, but he, he showed up with a stack of these characters. They're all bards. Every time he gets killed, they get the same guy playing. He pops up with a different colored cape. At one point in the fight, they're, they're trying to find some cover while the mage charges up the spell. And, it, and the guy literally goes, Quick, hide behind this pile of dead bards. And they're hiding behind all the, dead, all the bards that have died. <laughs> You know, he gets down to his last character. He's got one hit point left. Yeah. And you have an undead chicken. Yeah. Shiro's character. Yeah, the whole thing changes like the first level of the name. So like when Shiro dies, his brother Hero shows up to carry on Shiro's quest. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's For people that play D&D, it's neat. Theirs was Monsters and Mana, I think was the name of it. And it's uh, Koran... That was his thing. He was always basically the lore master. And he gets Pidge and Hunk playing it. And then Shiro starts playing it. And then the princess starts. And Lance only plays it because the, pl- the princess is playing it. And, you know, his, when he shows up as a thief, it's kind of neat. Because he's like, no, no, I'm an assassin. I strike from the shadows. You know who it is. And also kind of steal stuff. <laughs> The neat thing is that's, you know, a lot of times Voltron have their goofy show. Hmm. That was their goofy show this season. The trick is, if you paid attention to it, a reveal that happens later on in the series is a big deal. is actually foreshadowed in that show. In that one. Hmm. In that episode. So yeah, that was... So that they was really gotta get their stuff together now. They have got their shit together. You know, this Voltron actually has an origin. You know where it came from. You know how they made it. And... You know, when we were watching it, it was still kind of technical. 
Well, it's starting to get, you know how old school Voltron had that kind of ghostly spiritual aspect to it, too? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's getting that in spades. Because you find out the quintessence and all that kind of shit. Yeah, Allure can do some weird, magical crap that that shit absorbs souls and all kinds of crap. There's a reason why the lions in that one seem to have a personality. Because they have personalities. It's, it's, it's like I said it, it started out where it was like oh it's crap but like I said when you get to the season 3 it gets real good and like I said every time they do like some kind of origin or something mm -hmm. them things off the chain and the reveals form are so neat that you know Zarkon and Hagar are both pretty much dead but they always were that, that was the thing the people that they were yeah the quintessence Pretty much killed them, also brought them back. So you don't know if they're the real people or if they're just husks for whatever the hell is in that dimension. They seem to have all the memories and stuff like that, but they don't have... They could be puppets. You don't, they don't necessarily have the emotions involved to it. Oh, that almost like, it sounds like maybe the bodies are alive, but there's no soul or conscience there anymore. Well, the body was dead. Hagar and, and Zarkon both die in the origin episode dead on a slab and then they get up. So yeah. So basically whatever's wearing their wearing the meat suit. Well that's just it. You don't know if it's something wearing the meat suit. You don't know if the quintessence brought them back. They have not answered that. But Hagar as the witch is different than the uh, Altaian woman that she used to be. Because in season six, spoiler, you find out that that's, that's Lotor's mother. You know, he's the child of Zarkon and Hagar. Well, yeah, she shows, she fixes herself to where she looks like an old self in this season. And when Lotor shows up and she's like, well, when I, while I was Hagar the witch, I didn't show you the proper love that I felt for you, but I couldn't show it. But now, I can, and Lotor's like, yeah, my mother died when she took her last breath. I don't know what the hell you are, but yeah, I ain't claiming you as, as kin. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's gotten real good. And it's going to Earth next season, so you may finally have the uh, vehicle Voltron. Oh, that'd be kind of fun. Cool. So anyway... And we managed to kill 30 minutes doing this, so I guess we can wrap it up here. This has basically been a man too old for this shit. Casual conversation. You want to call it a brainstorming session or something? Because we couldn't think of a squat. <laughs> Except we really wasn't brainstorming. He was just a random rambling Well, man. to be fair, it's a conversation. But we did mention recent things. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's stuff in there. Well, I mean, like, it, it's kind of well, like... Well, brainstorming we implies planning something further that we didn't plan. We had no plan. What I mean, though, is that we did... We we had some casual conversation, talked about a recent event, some casual conversation, recent event. We talked about recent events. Yes, it's fine. Just tell them what you're the token of. We just put some... I mean... Yeah, it's really not the kind of episode we're getting. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, The token, get I'm... your hands off me. <laughs> Don't get, don't I'll hug you if I want to. It's my house. Touch me not, Logs. It's my body. Okay. Me too. Now hold up. Even you agree. What 
motherfucker shouldn't be hugging on you if you don't want to hug yeah, her. Yeah, hell yeah. Hug my mom. Zach, <laughs> give me meat hooks to yourself. <laughs> so anyway, this has been the Todd Father along with CDL113. The token touched too much, Tarky. I'd have gone with tokens and conversationalist, but whatever. The experience of some pal Jason. Anyway, have a good one. Peace.